0: Welcome to It's More Than the Mindset, It's A Lifestyle Podcast. I just want to say a massive thank you to anyone who reached out by liking, sharing and listening to our podcast. It's really appreciated. We are your hosts. My name is Rob. My name is Rocky. And our main purpose of this podcast is to help motivate, inspire and educate people in making fitness a lifestyle. Hello guys and welcome back to It's More Than the Mindset, It's A Lifestyle Podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by a colleague and a great friend of mine, Dan and Dan, how are you keeping
1: very good my man thank you so much for having me on it's an honor to be here on one of the first episodes of this great podcast
0: so i just want to say i wanted to get dan on here because he's an excellent coach and he's an even better person so again thank you so much for coming on and i have rocky here beside me at the moment so rocky do you want to tell the people about how you met dan first
2: yeah hey dan welcome and thanks a for coming on it's really appreciated
1: what's the story rocky thanks for all the kind words as well between you rob appreciate that
2: I didn't really know Dan but I knew, I knew of him and I remember I was down in your fitness and uh, I was doing my own gym session and I remember Dan was down there there was a fella doing a shoulder press it was a barbell shoulder press and I remember Dan went over to him and uh, he must have spent 20, 20 to 30 minutes with him I don't know whether Dan knew him or he didn't know him and he went through, he was coaching him, he was giving him a couple of coaching points on exactly how to perform that barbell shoulder press and I had to say straight away when I seen it, I just said this fella has to be a part of Rocky Fitness, you know, anyone that's willing to go over and help someone like that off his own bat shows the passion that they have for the fitness industry and the passion that they want in helping people so that was a little story I had of
0: the great Dan
1: Boylan. (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much Rocky appreciate look, that man
0: it touches on what I wanted to say it touches on what I wanted to say next we wanted to get you on this podcast for a very simple reason that how you conduct yourself as a coach how much respect we have for you as a person and how you go about living fitness as a lifestyle trust me on this guys if you put everything you're doing down go for a walk maybe do some exercise for the rest of this podcast you're going to hear an excellent and inspiring story by Dan Boylan and Dan you know very well at this stage how much I love a good conversation and that's one of the main reasons as well behind this podcast and the chat we're going to have is certainly no difference so for anyone who's tuning into the podcast for an idea of who you are do you want to give the listeners a breakdown of your background say how long you've been in the fitness industry and where does your passion for fitness begin?
1: Yeah, of course Rob. And um, thanks again for all the kind awards. I really appreciate it. I think it's a bit wasted on me to be honest, man. You're hyping me up too much. You're exciting the people. But anyways, um so I started in fitness I suppose from a very young age, you know. I remember my earliest memory pursuing fitness would have been phew, it would have been about eight years of age, I would've been before the age of ten anyways and uh I believe I took my top off and I was really skinny and I had a few of my friends turn around to me and saying, hey, you're skinny, you're skinny. I was younger than them by a couple of years anyway, so I started off doing push-ups in my room. <laughs> I started off when I could barely do any, I was doing like three or four, but I got my way up to 10 or 15 or whatever, and I used to run into my man and start flexing, and she used to tell me I was real strong. So it just kind of stuck with me ever since then, I suppose, really. Ever since then, I was kind of on a mission to build a bit of muscle and get a bit stronger to build up my self-confidence. Uh, as I got older, I dusted around team sports, played a little bit of football, enjoyed playing on the yard, but wasn't for me on the pitch. Um, so I went from then into a bit of mixed martial arts, stabbled in mixed martial arts training down a straight blast gym uh, on the long road before I moved to Concord. This is early days now. This would have been back when I was the age of 16, right now 23. I done that for six months. I went from there to kickboxing and from there to boxing. I developed corn injuries in some of my joints, and um, due to hypermobile joint syndrome, I had dislocations in my, shawl, my right shoulder and my left knee, which uh, pulled me out of fights and discontinued my training in martial arts. And when I went to physiotherapy, he suggested that I begin strength training, uh, stability training, stuff like that, to strengthen the muscles around the joint and prevent any further dislocations. So I took it with both hands. And very quickly it went from being the best fighter I could be, to being the strongest I could be, the most muscle I could possibly put on. I became obsessed with it from that point, and it it kind of overtook school. Um, It was only as I went on then I started coaching my friends, anyone close to me asking for advice on Barbell lifts, what they were doing. Um, So then I just started coaching for free basically, and I kept doing it ever since. Um, it was something I always had great joy in helping somebody to achieve progress. I always saw great uh, joy in transforming somebody through advice and through good guidance. I think it's a very part, a very big part of who I am. I don't think I'll ever let that go. I plan on carrying that all the way through through the rest of my career. And um, even if I'm not in the exercise and fitness business for the rest of my life, I'll definitely move into another people, people helping the industry such as maybe psychology or something along these lines.
0: Incredible! I just want to say, Dan, and like throughout your time as a coach. And with your background, it has given you an opportunity to work with some, we'll say, pretty high net individuals, not including myself and Rocky, of course. <laughs> like, for those of you who are listening, that's just a brief idea of Dan's background. And, like, something what Dan said really stood me here. I just want to touch on your purpose and mission within the fitness industry. So, the first purpose I want to talk about, Dan, is why you decided to be a trainer. So, basically, why did you enter the fitness industry? So, if you want to go into that in more detail...
1: Yeah, sure. Um, the purpose of the fitness industry is, I was going to say that when I finished college, I was really looking around at all different careers um, and stuff like that. I, was, I went through, obviously, through the usual subjects, whatever. I didn't find much that I loved in school outside of English, English and PE. Um, so I was thinking I was going to do something with either of them subjects because apart from that I was relatively lost because I was spending all my teenage years on the, out on the streets and um, being a nuisance, having girlfriends and thinking I was serious about them before I was. And um, so I basically just ran into it. I was like, the one thing that I've been pursuing, the only thing that I wake up, what I think about is me training. And um, I know how much my training has impacted my mental health in a positive way. And I thought that if I could even get somebody, anybody, even one individual, to feel the contrast that I felt from the training in terms of my lifestyle, in terms of my mental health, in terms of my perspective through training, if I could rub that off on one more person, then that would be so important to me because I know that if I didn't have training, I don't know where I'd be. Um, it was something It was something that really made me focus, which is something that I struggled with. Maybe my whole life would be focus. It was something that gave me focus, something that gave me direction and something that I could could get, add an inch on, add one plate onto the bar every week and that me was progress and progress was what pushed me, progress was what made me happy made me feel accomplished and made me feel like i was going somewhere my goal would be to rub off on somebody in a positive way i don't need to go and change the whole world if i can change one individual at a time then that's good enough for me because i'm very conscious of the ripple effect you know maybe i won't be the person who changes the world but maybe i could be the person who influences the person who changes the world you never know but i'm here to keep going and see how much good i can do you know for the community for the world for an individual because they're all as important as each other in my eyes and I plan on keep on going, keep improving as a coach to find out better help people and to better fill my role in uh, in the community and in life. I suppose
2: that's unbelievable and straight off the cuff as well. Um, I think you've basically nearly just talked about the philosophy of Rocky Fitness, you know, um, and you're fully aware aware of what what our purpose within the fitness industry is, you know, and that's yes. to try to help as many people make fitness a lifestyle change and show them how it has such an powerful, powerful effect on your lives, both physically, mentally, and spiritually. And uh, you talked about that, you know, in terms of what it done for you mentally, you know, and getting up in the morning and being excited to kind of go on and push on to yourself, you know. And um as I said, like, we can talk about money and stuff like that. But one thing, if you're able to have that impact that you're talking about on an individual's life money can't actually buy that you know and when you get that text message which i which i know you've got text messages from a client that says to you like how much their life has changed since start their fitness journey you know it's it's one of the best feelings in the world
1: it really is and i actually to expand on that point uh rocky it's one of them things you know I'm not going to say it can be a thankless job because i've had a lot of very thankful thankful clients in the past but when it comes to when you're doing your program and you're figuring out your your clients uh your clients uh, macronutrients and stuff like that putting in the work behind the scenes trying to figure them out as a person how to motivate a person um, it it, it can be it can be one of those things that they don't really realize how much work really goes into it and um, they just they just see you handing them a piece of paper giving them a few motivational awards but when they come after they've seen results and they've noticed a change in their mental health and they do shoot you that text or they do give a spiel saying, here look, um, I didn't realize how good I could feel in myself before I started training and now you've shown me that and I appreciate that. And that's something that they're gonna carry through the rest of their lives. They don't need to train with me for the rest of their lives. It was never about that. It was just about me showing them what they're capable of, how they're capable of feeling when they do live this type of lifestyle, a healthier lifestyle, a stronger lifestyle, a stronger version of themselves. You can push that on, they can carry that on to whatever trainer, whatever aspect of life, their career, the professional, or even their spiritual life. <clears throat> when you get that text, it really does hit different. It really does. I remember one time I got a text that almost brought a tear to my eye because somebody was telling me that they were in such a bad place mentally before they started training. And you know, I could relate to that on a personal level, so it really did hit me. But every time that you do have a client coming and giving you that feedback, it really does make you feel like you know all the work that you're doing means something to people and more because it can be easy to forget that when you're out in the trenches you know when you're out doing the small things when you're out studying answering questions for clients or as i said creating up plans and stuff like that it can really be a very very fulfilling job when you get when you get a good and a good nice text message or a bit of positive feedback from a client like it's a really undescribable feeling i couldn't compare it to anything and that's actually what kept me hooked in this industry for too, for so for so long if i'm being honest it doesn't mean a lot to me to know that I'm helping somebody.
0: Dan, like you said something really interesting that kind of stood with me from the start there. And you were saying you might not be the person to change the world, but I'm going to cut that down completely. You're not going to change the world. Like Your head's up in space and everything you said is just so unique and it's extremely powerful. And it's going to touch on what I want to talk about next. And the way my own seeing is the person I am now, I want to be the person I wish I had at the very start of my fitness journey. And... Speaking from yourself, you're extremely experienced. You said you've been training since the age of 16. So what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career or began your fitness journey?
1: Well, one thing I wish I'd known when I know would have began my fitness journey. Hmm. <laughs>
0: um, that's put you on the spot, Dan.
1: Um, Where did you start?
0: We could have a podcast on that by itself, to be honest with you. So.
1: That's true, yeah, that's true. One thing that I wish I learned would be... I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it as non-sciencey as I can because all I'm thinking about was training methods and stuff that I found out over time. I'd say to be more experimental, maybe in my training. I'd say I'd say that when two when people come, they have two different ways of going. I feel like there's some people who start doing weight training and they're like, right, I'm just gonna stick to the fundamentals and eat them uh, three time three meals a day. At the fundamental squat, bench, and deadlift for breakfast, lunch, and dinner type job. Or you could have some people who are trying out uh, a different. A different diet and a different training regime every week and um, like oh, doing different splits walking around bodybuilding magazine splits and stuff like that i was very much on the first half i kind of devoted myself to a certain specific set of exercises and just kept doing them same with diet i found a diet that worked for me and i just kept going it took me far don't get me wrong but i would have likened to maybe experimenting more in terms of different training regimes different uh, different methods of dieting and stuff like that But apart, apart from that, I couldn't really say a lot, you know. As I said, when I started, it was discipline. The discipline came easy enough to me coming from a martial arts background. It was just kind of get yourself to the gym no matter how you feel. That was something that I came and I felt it was probably most important in terms of progress, but I would have liked to have messed around with training regimes. So if it was to give something to the people, I'd say try not to get stuck in a rut. Try Don't be afraid to go out of your comfort zone, but remember you can't go chopping and changing all the time. If you are going to change up your routine, stick to that for a bit and see the results. Don't just keep chopping and changing if you're not happy about something. So that's, that's one piece of advice I give to the people.
0: Look, it's incredibly powerful again, Dan, and it's something like every single person has went through. And the problem with myself, I can relate solely to you on this one. Like I thought it was one size fits all. I had to do, say, a bench press all the time. I had to do X, Y, and Z, whatever that may be, all the time. And at the end of the day, in fitness, one size doesn't fit all, so it's important to get that across. So a really good point, by the way, Dan. And I think this is actually going to fit in properly. I just thought of a question there, basically saying, what do you think your biggest a, failure was in your fitness journey and what did you learn from it? So say, for example, your hardships, your stumbling blocks, maybe your failures?
1: Mm. 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 Yeah, I'd say probably the thing that I struggle with most probably be a recurring injury in the lower back. That's what I'd say. When I was younger, I used to do a hell of a lot of running um, and I found that I used to always press off my right foot more so than my left. So when I, when I started doing deadlifts and stuff like that, I think my pelvis was a little bit off. So I was doing uh, inclined deadlifts and that's when I forced injured my lower back. Ever since then, because I'd become so used to the lifestyle and the discipline meant so much to me, I didn't want to stop, I did not want to skip a beat, I did not want to take a rest, I did not want to even look into any sort of rehabilitation or anything of the sort. I thought I was tough as nails, tough as steel, and i just come out the other side of it. I did have that injury coming to me once or twice more. But that's exactly what it took you know that's what it took um for me for me to cop on and to learn but i wouldn't really call it a failure you know i think maybe you could argue that the real failure was that i didn't have a coach earlier on if i'm being honest about it because i was going at it myself it was it was one of those things i thought i was in it alone i wouldn't have had the money to hire a coach at the time anyways but It was uh, one of them things I'd say I would change, a failure would be not having a coach, to be honest. Because if I had a coach, I think uh, I feel like I could have progressed a lot faster, um, a lot faster with somebody who had already more experience in the industry, more so than me, just trying to figure out as I went along, using YouTube videos and blogs and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, I got a lot out of that, but I would have got a hell of a lot more out of um having a coach from a young age so if i said once again give advice to the people i'd say get yourself a coach you don't need to go paying somebody money every single week i understand if you're young if you're 16 go talk to a coach get a proper program and then change out every six weeks If we're talking 50 euro max every six weeks you can definitely afford to do that what else would you spend 50 euro on well not definitely boom you understand it's a good investment and i'd recommend everybody go for it
2: Dan, it's actually funny that you t- you you touched upon that point because if Rob was going to ask me that question, um, I've been in the fitness industry now myself over eight years, and if I was asked that same question, it would have been the same thing because I remember once I remember when someone said to me, a personal trainer said to me that they have a coach. I couldn't get my head around it. I was like, why does a personal <laughs> trainer have a coach? I said, should they not be able to do this themselves? And my biggest learning outcome was getting co- was getting coaches and getting people, not just coaches, i.e. for training, but getting coaches as well and helping me with my business, but also helping me with my mental state as well. You know, so like getting a life coach as well, being a part of that, and uh, I just i i could i could relate a lot to that because that was if I was to put one thing that I wish I'd done earlier, and that was get a coach because um i think us as men especially can be quite stubborn to think that we know what's best and it's okay to ask for help you know
1: that's exactly what i was gonna say it is kind of like a wake-up call i think it's a wake-up call to a lot of coaches a lot of young coaches in the game to be quite honest um see the the, the train of thought that you were going through when you were saying why would I why would any coach need a coach that just kind of goes to show a little bit of naivety you know as a young man or or as a youngster in general to kind of think that there's people out here who are really doing it all by themselves and that they have their they, they always have their own best interests in mind and they're always adhering to themselves and keeping themselves accountable but it's not realistic you know it's not realistic it's like a it's like a an instagram type thing you know everything looks better through through media and stuff like that like a lot of the times we'll see we'll see uh, fitness professionals we'll see bodybuilders and we'll say wow that individual must have a different level of drive, that individual must have a different level of discipline. But no, you don't see the people behind behind the scenes. You don't see the bodybuilder, you don't see Ronnie Coleman, you don't see the bodybuilders nutritionists, you don't see um, the people who are working on them with their programming, you don't see the people who are helping them with uh, other aspects of training such as recovery and stuff like that. You don't see the team. You know, they say behind every great man is a great woman. I'd say behind every great man is a great coach, to be quite honest, man. (laughs) Without (laughs) taking shots at the women. But it's really one of those things. um, It is a a wake-up call when you realise that these people aren't, they're not mountains. These men aren't mountains. They're not gods. They really do have people helping them. They do have coaches, and everybody should be willing to listen to to the more more experienced person and I think that they really benefit from uh, looking for a coach in any aspect of life just as you touched upon not only fitness that's
0: incredible Dan and I share a very similar mindset in that the best coaches are coachable and the way I break it down I know you're a UFC or an MMA fan I mean I'm a big football fan and look arguably Lionel Messi is the best footballer ever how many coaches do you think he's had in his lifetime Ooh. So breaking that down, what sort of resources have helped you along the way? So this could be, say, a book, a podcast, a role model. Say, what has influenced your career so far?
1: Um, a few things, really, to be honest. And um, when did I start getting into um, what do you call? It? I might call it a self help book. I started getting into books like that. Would have been about. Uh, three or four years ago, I believe the first one that I, I downloaded and listened to was 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Pearson. Now, this is very far away from an, exercise, um, an exercise-related an exercise book. It basically just talks about morals and principles and stuff like that and um, that you can carry through to your professional, personal life, and um, stuff like that. And that had a really strong impact on me. And as soon as I read that book, I was hooked. I couldn't get enough of books of this nature and you know it was almost like having a role model in your pocket type job having having somebody there uh, with more experience talking to you in a way that you can understand telling you things that you've never heard from people who are around you people in your community based off where you came up around and stuff like that you know some people are blessed with having um like lovely I uh, say, uh, mother, father, very, very successful, very, very healthy uh, family background and stuff like that. Very supportive nature. Not everybody's blessed the same way, but I feel like anybody, no matter how lonely, no matter what kind of environment they came up in, them books are there for you. So I would definitely recommend that people pick up a book, pick up an audio book and start listening to maybe a, a Jordan Peterson. You might even do Alan Watts if you're more of a spiritual, uh, spiritual person and um, personally because I, I always had a bit of a militant streak in me I was into David Goggins was a huge inspiration to me and um, apart from that I got most of, I got most of my um, I got most of my knowledge and um, from fitness youtubers might be Omar Isuf, uh, Jeff Nippard, uh, X, uh, Elliot Hultz, honest to God and um, I'd say the best thing that I don't the best thing that I don't and one thing that I'm really proud of when I was young 15 16 is was on YouTube i was on youtube all the time all the time any question like if you had any question about your training right you literally go to youtube to find out what's the most efficient way that you can get from a to b and that was so handy for me that put me head and shoulders above all the rest of the lads that were training around me it's because i was always learning and um, i think I, I i seen a quote this one time and it was like what was it like yeah uh, um all uh all good teachers were good students, but all great teachers remain good students. And I felt like that was a really powerful quote to me because the learning never stops and the day that you think that you know everything is the day when you really don't know anything. Is it's the day when you it's the day when you stop growing type job, you know.
2: So Dan, just kind of coming back to uh, with Rocky Fitness, right? And you're probably fully aware now and you probably hate me um saying saying this um but i could never hate like, you Rocky. Uh, <laughs> but we have the motto fitness is a lifestyle what does that mean to you
1: yeah fitness is a lifestyle um i think it's i think you kind of hit the nail on the head there really to be honest i think a lot of people think of fitness as something that's situation specific um now i don't want to just go throwing out the word like a lot of people and stuff like that i don't know it feels i wish i could better articulate myself i need to get reading more books but the whole idea is, some people do see exercise and fitness as situational, specific, and talking about like people who are getting ready for holidays or people maybe if they're playing sport when they're out of season, they're eating burgers, they're drinking every day, they're, they're, they're living two completely different lives. That's something that I can one hundred percent relate to, anyways. But something I'm working on. But it's one of those things. It's like when fitness is the lifestyle you create discipline you create you create consistency and you create momentum so if you're if you're living um if you do one fresh weekend you'll realize how good you'll feel if you had a good week and then a fresh weekend you're coming into that next week a hundred times stronger because you're not taking back steps so that's what i feel about the lifestyle aspect of fitness is that it's a momentum game it's that if it goes if it chains in day in day out um, that if ever you were to slip up for whatever reason might it be physically mentally or spiritual you still have all that good momentum behind you it's still hard to slip out of all them good habits that you've created and you've almost built a fortress for yourself that way through your habits so you are safer you are more secure you're, you're physically going to be looking better you're physically going to be feeling better it's obviously going to trans over to your mental and then you know i feel like personally the spiritual aspect is very important to me and i feel like the spirituality comes easy when you're two are in line so it's like the holy trinity Fitness. What do you think of that, Rocky?
2: Yeah, I know. It, it's, you know, from my own experience, you know, my. And you talk about the, 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 your, your your own your own situation and what you used to be like, and maybe sometimes what you can still be like that you're working on. But one thing I was definitely I was a Monday to Friday gym, gymmer, you know. And I used to train hard. I used to do everything Monday to Friday, and then once it came to the weekends, I was gone, you know. Hmm. And then I was ch- I was I was chasing my tail then again and i was chased my tail and then i was doing monday to friday again and then i was saying to myself why aren't i not getting any results you know and um and that's why i kind of came up that in in that we want to make fitness a lifestyle in all areas of our lives it doesn't matter whether we go on holidays it's whether uh, we're like everything great is happening in our life or everything bad is happening in our life that we still have this we still have this crutch you know that makes us feel a little bit better about ourselves you know and it's mm. a place it's like a form of meditation you know people think meditation is sitting still you know meditation is all is all about just bringing yourself back to yourself you know and then um, fitness does that for you you know and uh yeah it's uh unbe- unbelievable what you said there dan
1: i love i love 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 the correlation between meditation and exercise I really do. I, I honestly can I know so so many young men who are incapable, right? Now, this is a funny experience, right? Um, I couldn't ever go naming any names when I'm talking about this, right? But I have a few friends that I know and they're very, very traditional manly men. Um, it'd be very hard to ever get somebody, if they were ever down, it'd be very ever very hard to get them to ever open up about it because it's a very awkward situation, right? Um, obviously, when you're face-to-face with another man, somebody who you might have known years, somebody you don't want to let down, whatever, I can understand why people would be hesitant to open up. I can be like that as well sometimes as well but it's one of those things that i was only at the basketball court there one of or one or the other days with me and this man alone and we were on the walk up we were spent countless times together we would have conversations but the only time that i could really drag what was going on with him out of him was when he was distracted by playing the basketball so so if you were to sit there and um, standing across him with a cup of tea in hand or sitting across him with a cup of tea in hand saying here what's the problem he is not going to answer that question He's not gonna answer. It's too forward. It's too confrontational. He is. He's anxious. He's nervous. But when you bring something into it, like if you just put a basketball and a hoop in front of him, all of a sudden he doesn't even realize what he's talking about. You understand? He's relaxed. He's focused. He's sharp. He's confident. He doesn't worry about what he's going, what he's going to say. He doesn't worry about appearing weak or something like that because he's focused. He is in a meditative state. Uh, when he's playing basketball. When he has that ball and all the all that matters is getting the ball into the hoop. He's focused he doesn't have to, his his thoughts aren't scared. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing when you're lifting and you're locked in. That's pure meditation, it's pure focus. There's no thoughts in your head. It's the same when you're running. There's no uh, horrible thoughts coming into your head. In fact, there's no real thoughts coming into your head. You're literally focused on a single thing. And I think that's, that's the kind of heart and the heartbeat of meditation is focus. And that's something that you can really get from exercise. So I would recommend for anybody who ever has trouble meditating, to get out and walk or get out and get onto a bike. Do anything get your body moving and your mind your mind will fall in line you know I feel like a lot of people will benefit from living more in their bodies as opposed to in their minds especially in today's climate where a lot of people are sitting down looking at screens all day getting out into nature getting out breathing into your stomach all this simple caveman stuff people would do well to get back to their roots and uh, pay homage to the fact that we're not uh, we're not actually robots we are humans we are living eating breathing pooping so, you know, pay respect to that and uh, get, your, get your steps in, get your exercise in, uh, take your time out in nature, get your fresh air, uh, because all these things are gonna do wonders for you and they're not very really hard to do either, you know? You can make the time.
0: We call it the controllable, so as Dan pointed on, the things you can control is getting out for a walk, getting your whatever 10k steps in as the famous one at the moment going for a bit of exercise and trust me it will make a huge difference but Dan let's just kind of move on here and I want to ask a question and maybe putting you on the spot slightly so if you can't answer it straight away take a few seconds to think about it if you could step into my shoes what would you have asked yourself today that I didn't ask I mean
1: that's a really really good question Rob um i couldn't tell you rob to be quite honest man i hate to let you down um <laughs> my uh, my head is doing backflips at the moment here trying, trying to figure out what i would have asked myself uh, is, there any, is there any other questions that i could answer for you rob before you go
0: don't worry about that one dan look i said what you've talked about in this podcast has has me pumped up has me motivated has me inspired and exactly what i said at the start of the podcast about just stop what you're doing listen to what dan is going to say and we can all learn a lot from someone like that but look Let's just kind of wrap things up here, Dan. And would you like to tell our lovely listeners where they can connect with you online? Yes,
1: yeah, so I'd love to, Rob. Thanks so much. And um, so the main platform that I'll be working off will be Instagram. You can find me there at Dan underscore underscore fitness. I do, uh, I do pretty regular content. I haven't really been so consistent to the last words due to family matters. Um, but I am pretty consistent in my content. I usually try to put up maybe one or two exercise-related posts a week, and then maybe one mentality-specific one. And Being honest, I'm more I'm more into the mentality side of things or the mental side of things, the spiritual side of things, than I am into the physical side of things at the moment. So if anything that I've, I've been talking about there in, ter- in terms of motivation, discipline, or anything like that is interested in you, I highly recommend you go ahead, check out the page, and read a few of the posts. You can find them on pictures there, but you can find some videos as well. I'm really trying to cater to 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 the general population more so than anything because I feel like even if a lot of people can't necessarily relate to live an exercise lifestyle, everybody can relate to things like discipline, focus, and stuff like that. Everyone is aware of how much they do or don't have of it. So I'd say I recommend I'd recommend that you get onto the page, check it out, and try uh, to follow or like whatever feel like it. Do it do so much for the cause. It would push me to keep going on, and uh, God knows where you might see me in five years
2: thanks Emil Dan that was um absolutely uh, unbelievable I always love listening to you and um, I think you're a very wise man for 23 uh 23 years of age and uh, I'm excited to see where where the fitness where the fitness where where you can go in the fitness industry with, with Rocky fitness as well and um, you know we have we have this saying amongst ourselves don't be average so thanks Emil.
1: Thanks, I uh, boys, I really appreciate that, and I hope to be on again soon.
0: Dan, I just want to double what Rocky said there. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and coming on, and I'm sure a lot of people, including myself, will be able to learn a lot from you. But for everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'd really appreciate if you give us a like, a share, and a shout out on your Instagram or social media stories. It's really appreciated. It. It's more than the mindset, it's a lifestyle podcast. Thank you. Keep it real busybusyproductions.com